In this episode, I'm gonna show you how I built a $10 million business in just a few years as a guy in his 20s with no previous experience. Welcome to the Ravi Abuvala Show, where we show you how you can build a business that produces cash without you so you can live the life you deserve. Welcome everybody to the first ever Ravi Abuvala show. I am incredibly excited to be launching this podcast with you at my side. Now, before I get into the juicy content of today and explain some stuff I've never ever said on camera before about my journey from a law school dropout to a multi-millionaire in less than three years, I want to offer you a bribe. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I am not above giving you a bribe. If you are listening to this podcast on Apple, YouTube, or whatever other platform there is out there, all I'm asking for you to do is like, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform you're on, and then go to scalingwithsystems.com slash giveaway, and you can enter in your information there in order to win thousands of dollars. We're going to give away merch. We're going to be giving away free courses, free mastermind recordings, all valued at tens of thousands of dollars. And all you have to do is three simple steps. Like I said before, like, comment, and subscribe. And when you do that, go to scalingwithsystems.com slash giveaway to be entered to win. We're going to be choosing the winner on March 1st of 2022. Now, with that out the way, I have been on over a hundred podcasts in the past few years, and the number one question I typically get is, Ravi, how did you get to where you are today? And of course, I've told that story many times over again, but I've never been able to really give my own version on my own podcast. I haven't been able to narrate this the way that I wanted to, explaining you some integrate personal details that I would never share to somebody else's audience or somebody else's podcast. So I'm going to be explaining to you how I took this journey, why I took it, some of the obstacles I I came across along the way, and some lessons that you can take from that in your own entrepreneurial journey. So for many of you who may not know who I am, or maybe you don't know the full story, my journey started a few years ago. You see, I was on track to becoming a lawyer. That was exactly what I was destined to do. Why was I destined to do it? Because that's what everybody around me was telling me to do. Everybody was saying, hey, once you go to college, then you graduate, and then you go to graduate school, and you become a lawyer, and that's the safe, secure thing to do in your life. And I believe them. And the reason I believe them is because it was coming from people that I trusted. It was my mom. It was my dad. It was my teachers. It was my professors. It was people I looked up to inside of society. And so I just put my head down, and I worked. And anytime somebody asked me, hey, you know, what are you doing when you grow up? I would say, oh, well, I'm going to be a lawyer. And I always felt bad when I was around other people because someone would ask them, hey, what are you going to do when you grow up? And they would always say, I don't know. And they come to me and I felt all proud that I just sound like a parrot and I'd be like, oh, well, I'm going to law school. And they'd be like, oh, good for him. And oh, that person needs to work on something. And so that kind of gave me validation, although it was false validation, because mind you, I had never done any internship for law firms. I had no idea what being a lawyer was going to be about. All I was basing this entire thesis of bracing my whole life around being a lawyer was what my friends and family were telling me and what I saw on the episodes of Law and & Order and Suits. And once I graduated from college, for those of you that don't know, in order to get into one of the top law schools in the nation, you have to study for what's known as the LSAT, the Law School Admission Test. And the LSAT combined with your GPA in college is going to be the biggest determinant of 
how much uh, or what kind of school you get into, how great the school that you get into, which how great the school you get into is a determinant of how much money you make and how successful you are as a lawyer. It's as simple as that. So I did my job in college and I graduated with a 4.0. I was in honors. I went to Florida State University, Gold Knowles, if you have anybody that's from there. And after I graduated, the plan was to take an entire year off and I was going to sit down, nose in the books and study for law school. But the cool thing was I'm from a small town in the panhandle of Florida called Destin, Florida, which is like one of the most beautiful locations in the United States. So the goal was to sit down there on the beach and study on the beach every day and just live my dream life. Uh, studying for law school until I took the test a year later and then went to the school of my choice. Well, as life somehow does to you, it threw life threw a wrench at me. And a few days after I graduated from college, I get a call from my dad and he's in living in Atlanta, Georgia. And he tells me that he was recently diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. Now, mind you, my dad has not smoked in over 25 years. And so this came to a shock to everybody. And unfortunately, my mom and dad are divorced and my dad was living alone and he had nobody to really take care of him. And for stage four lung cancer, you have a very low survival rate and you have to go to chemo and radiation at least five days a week. So he needs someone to take him there, take him home, you know, take care of him, make sure he's okay, go through the journey with him. And of course, as uh, the middle son and my older brother was running a restaurant and my younger sister was still in college, it was like I was chosen for this position. So much to my chagrin, originally, I was giving up this whole beach lifestyle. I moved back to Atlanta, Georgia, moved in with him, and I spent the next year literally going to chemo and radiation at Piedmont Hospital with him almost five days a week from like 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. And my schedule was wake up at 445, you know, listen to Tony Robbins and Les Brown to get kind of motivated for the day. Then I would go and actually work out at the YMCA for about an hour or two every morning. I would sit down at the local library next to the YMCA and study for an hour or two for law school, come back home, pick my dad up, go to the hospital while he's getting chemo and radiation, you know, infused into his veins. Then I would be studying some more. Then I would come home at nighttime, you know, we'd eat dinner and then I'd be studying until like eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. And I did that straight for about a year. And one thing that I'm going to talk about a little bit later is how that actually gave me the discipline I needed in my life to be where I am today. Because during that time, I learned what it actually was like to do hard work. I learned really what a uh, the, the opposite of short-term gratification. I learned long-term gratification. You see, I was studying for a test that I didn't even know if I was going to pass and I wouldn't take for a year. And then after you take the test, you don't even know what you get on the scores for another month after that. And also I'm practicing long-term gratification because my dad worked doing chemo and radiation five days a week. And I don't know whether he's going to make it or not. We don't know if he's going to go to remission or not for a year after we do it. So most people or most, uh, my entire life before this was drugs, alcohol, you know, social media, phones, all this short-term instant gratification. And so I got flipped on its head when I was studying for law school, living with my dad and started learning the benefits of long-term gratification. That being said, I wasn't enjoying it. It wasn't like something that I was like, this is awesome. I love long-term gratification. It was miserable. I hated every day of it. And I started to get a little bit depressed, to be honest with you. And that's when I started maybe questioning, should I even be a lawyer in the first place? Because here my dad is, you know, after not having smoked for 25 years, his life is, you know, on a thread. We don't know if he's going to make it or not. And my whole goal was just to be a lawyer because other people wanted me to be. And I realized that, wait, maybe I should take a second and realize how fragile life actually is. And maybe I should go after something else that maybe I'm actually a little bit more passionate about. 
So what I ended up doing was bringing up my concerns to my dad. Now, my dad was one of the people who was really pushing me to law school. And so he says, no, 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 we need to speak to some local uh, lawyers here. Some of my friends and, and buddies who are partners making millions of dollars a year in these law firms. And so we'd go out to dinner with these people. And my dad would say, okay, Ravi, now I asked him the question. I'd say, hey, so like, I don't really know if I should be going to law school. I've been studying for the test. I, you know, I'm still going to take the test, but I don't know if I should go to law school before I spend three years and $200,000 uh, in debt. And they would go, why are you going to law school? And I would say, I, I don't really know, honestly, just I guess to make money and because that's what other people tell me to do. And they'd say, don't go to law school. Every single one of them would say, do not go to law school. And my dad's mouth would drop on the table whenever I said that because, or whenever they said that, because that was not the answer that he was looking for from them. And so after I was speaking to people that were actually in the industry and I learned that this, they, they were telling me not to do it, I kind of started realizing that maybe this wasn't for me. And it wasn't until I read an incredible book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And when I read that book, I realized that I was caring so much about what society, my family, my friends were thinking and what they wanted for me. And I wasn't actually asking myself what I wanted for myself, that it was causing a lot of distress in my life. It was causing me to be depressed and it was causing me to have resentment towards the people in my life who just wanted the best for me. But I would say, it's your fault I'm going to law school, pointing at my dad or my family or something like that. And so I still remember this day, I, uh, came down the stairs and I sat down with my dad and I said, I don't want to be a lawyer. And he said, you're going to throw everything away. And he said, what do you want to do? And I said, I think I want to be a business person. And I think I want to be like a motivational speaker. I think I want to inspire people. And I still remember. And once again, I love my dad and he was doing what he thought was best for me. But I still remember my dad said, you can't do that. You first have to go to law school, then you become a lawyer. Then five years after that, after you've gotten some experience in your belt, then people are going to want to listen to you. And then you can potentially be a motivational speaker, but nobody's going to, want to listen to you right now. And that was pretty deflating, um, to be honest with you. And that was pretty unmotivating for what I wanted to do. That being said, I was lucky enough that during this entire time while this was happening, I was doing a bunch of research online on how to make money online. And, you know, if I did not become a lawyer, what were the other options that I had? And I'm going to get into a little bit of how I got retargeted by an ad and actually how that led to the journey that I am today. But to wrap up that loop of with my dad and that journey, because I know this is valuable for a lot of people that are listening to this right now. I ended up, we saw two different ways. He wanted to be a lawyer. I didn't want to be a lawyer. We both agreed that I would take the law school admission test. So I ended up taking the test because I'd spent the past year and a half studying for it. I actually got a 168 in it, which is in the top 10% of test takers in the nation, which means that I scored better than 90% of people that took that test out there. And I also started getting into all of my dream schools that I wanted to, to go to law school. And so then my dad's like, it's a sure thing. Like now it's all lined up. All you have to do is say yes. And you're set for the rest of your life. And I think it really shocked him when I decided I still didn't want to go to law school. It shocked a lot of people around me and we saw different ways. And so I actually stopped living with him. And at that time, I knew I could leave because he actually went into remission. I was very blessed, actually, just to give you guys a heads up. He's been in remission now for multiple years and you don't really go into remission from stage four lung cancer. So we went to remission. I knew my job there was done. And my brother was, like I said, running a restaurant in Florida and he was an entrepreneur. And I said, Hey, can I come in, move in with you until I figure this whole thing out? And he said, yes, you can. And so I ended up moving down to Florida with him. And that was really some of the most transformative time of my life because I had no 
direction. I had no idea what I was going to do with my life. I just knew it wasn't going to be law school. So I'm Googling how to make money online. I'm talking to some of my other fraternity brothers, and I ended up getting hit with an ad about how to create a social media marketing agency. And you might have seen these ads before, and this was big like four or five years ago, or I guess three, four years ago. And I ended up clicking on the ad and I looked at the webinar that came on and I saw the testimonials and I wrote down on a piece of paper, every single name that came on from that webinar. And then I would go to, to the website, um, to Instagram, I'd go to LinkedIn, I'd go to Google, I'd go to Facebook and I would type in these people's names. I would find them on these social media platforms. And I said, Hey, I saw your testimonial on this person's course. It says you're making $50,000 a month at 18 years old. Is that real or is that fake? And they'd all tell me the exact same thing. They'd say, it's totally real as long as you're willing to put in the work and make this happen. And so when I saw some of them doing it, it clicked to me that this was real, that this was totally doable and I could do it myself. And I was already $10,000 in debt because I had been living off of credit cards for the past year and a half as I'm taking care of my dad. I didn't have a job in college. And I took another $1,000 out to buy this course. And while the course was not the most transformative thing I've ever seen in my entire life, what it did do is it opened my mind. It opened the door and showed me what was actually possible other than what the entire, like other than what society tells you to do. I was getting information directly from somebody else who had done something that I wanted to do, which was make money online and work from your laptop, right? And everyone that listens to this might think that's a scam. There's no way that's true, but I do it now. I, you know, I just came back from the Keys. I flew there yesterday in my own plane, you know, that I'm a pilot of with my girlfriend. I worked there for the night and in the morning, I flew back home. Like I live the lifestyle now that I've always dreamed of a few years ago that I thought was totally a scam or, you know, that, that wasn't true. So when I got into this course, I was still trying to make some money. So I actually got a job at a local restaurant and I was waiting tables there for dinners. I was making $2,000 a month, right? So you got to keep in mind, I dropped out of law school and decided not to go that path. My whole family and friends thinks I'm going down that, that rabbit hole. They think I'm going to be making 150, 200 grand a year as soon as I graduate. And here I am instead working in an Italian restaurant, making less than $2,000 a month working dinner shifts. And you know, I was embarrassed. My family was embarrassed. And when people would say, Hey, what's Ravi doing? They would just say, Oh, he's just taking a break until he goes to law school. Right. They were, I think, embarrassed to say that I was, you know, serving breadsticks at an Italian restaurant. And I was embarrassed, like I said, as well, but I kept at it. And what happened was I'm dinner service starts at six 30. You know, I'm there at, at 4 PM in order to start getting ready. And then I would sit down and from like 4:30 to 6:30, while I'm waiting for tables to show up, everybody is talking and chatting and gossiping. And I'm sitting in the back with my uh, laptop open, taking this course and I'm learning, I'm doing outbound messaging. I'm auditing people's websites. I'm sending them loom videos, uh, you know, video audits in order to get on a call with them and potentially close them. And it was months and months of grueling, grueling work. And what happened next was almost a little bit of fate. I'm sitting down at dinner with the girl I was speaking to at the time, her dad, who was a plastic surgeon, and obviously myself. And her dad looks to this girl that I'm talking to and says, honey, I want to increase my social media presence for the plastic um, surgery clinic that I run. Do you know anybody that could do that? And before she could say a word, I pounced and I said, I can do that for you. And he goes, you can? And I still remember the look on this girl's face because we'd been talking for a while. She goes, you can? Because you have to keep in mind, I kept this a secret from everybody. I didn't want anybody to know that I was doing this online business because I was like, what if I fail? What if I don't do this correctly? What if 
this doesn't work out and everyone says, hey, you're supposed to be a lawyer and now you're this online business person and haha, you're a loser. So I said, I'll, I'll, I'll keep this a secret until I'm successful and then I'll show up to my local bar with a Ferrari and, and show all my friends up. So he goes, okay, great. Well, uh, let's talk tomorrow morning in my office, 9 a.m. And I was, oh, okay. I left dinner. I went home. I went in the course. I saw what happens when you get a meeting. And the, the thing tells you to create a like 30-page document with all the things you need to change. And so, or all the things you would do for that person. So I spent all night long creating this 30 page document, you know, creating screenshots from their website, their social media. I remember in the morning I went to the meeting was at nine and I had to go to office depot and it didn't open until like eight. And the guy's place was 30 minutes away from the office depot. So I'm like at the door banging on it. I got to print these, this proposal and I'm sweating and I show up to the office. I sit down. I'm like, thank you so much for your time. So I'd like to go through this proposal with you. And like, I put it. 30 pages on his desk. And this guy looks at me and he goes, uh, what is this? I said, like, I'm going to walk you through everything that's going wrong. Then I'm going to fix for you. He says, no, 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 no. How much are you charged? I was like, uh, and I, I, you know, I wasn't waiting until the pitch until I knew what the price was going to be. So I was like, uh, $2,000 a month. And he's like, all right, cool. Signed a check, handed it to me. I was out of the door in 10 minutes after that. And that was the first time it clicked for me. And this is an important lesson I want everybody to learn here was that it was, oh, I saw other people doing it. It was always a dream. And I knew I had to keep on working hard enough. But here was the first physical evidence that someone just wrote me a check and gave me $2,000, exactly what I made for a month waiting tables at this restaurant for something I didn't even know how to do yet. And that's when it validated what I talk, I call a lot of my content about a feedback loop. That gave me a positive feedback loop. I worked hard for this, doing this thing, and someone just paid me money for it. And from there, I knew it was game over. I actually ended up quitting the waiting job, even though I was not making an incredible amount of money. But I knew at that point, if I if I was spending just my extra time trying to build this business and I made $2,000 one client, what if I went all in on the entire thing? And that's exactly what I did. I ended up working with that plastic surgeon for almost over a year. So he's paying me $2,000 every single month. And then slowly but surely, I start to build a portfolio of hodgepodge clients, you know, uh, multi-level marketing clients. I had chiropractors, I had dentists, I had real estate agents. And one of the biggest lessons that I learned in the very beginning of my business as I'm trying to figure everything out was that I was trying to help so many people do everything. And I was also reaching out to total strangers. So even though I'm making a few thousand dollars every single month, I'm making it very sporadically and I'm doing a bunch of different things for a bunch of different people. And I'm doing it the most difficult way possible, which is turning total strangers into paying customers. So about fast forward about eight months later, and I'm thinking, I don't know if this is for me. You know, I'm working legitimately 60, 70 hour weeks and sure it's from my laptop, but I'm making like three to $4,000 a month, right? So it wasn't this fairy tale land dream that everybody was telling me that it was going to be. And what ended up happening was that I made the realization because I invested in another coaching program. And this coach said, have you ever told any of your friends and family about what you're doing? And I said, no, 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 no. I got to wait until I'm at least at $10,000 a month. And then I'll tell my friends and family about what I'm doing. And he said, that might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. He said, you're going after total strangers and trying to convince these people to pay you money. And you, they don't know who you are and they don't know what you can do for them because you haven't done it yet. And then you have this whole network of people that know, like, and trust you, that love you, and you're not asking any of them to potentially do the work for them. And I was like, oh, I don't want to burn bridges, and I don't want to become off salesy. And so this guy talked me into making a post on my Facebook about you know, what I was doing. Hey, I generate leads. I run social media marketing for people. 
And I was so terrified about what all my friends and family would think if I posted this on you. Here I was supposed to be this lawyer. And now I am this, you know, quote unquote, online entrepreneur. And I still remember this day, I typed it all out. I posted it on my Facebook and I closed the laptop and I went out to run. And I said, the whole time on the run, you know, you just let your brain go. And I'm just like, oh my God, everybody from my college, all my friends are going to be making fun of me in the comments. What are you doing? What is this? And I'm freaking out. I come home and open my laptop and I had like 10 or 15 shares from the post. I had about 70 or 80 comments. I had hundreds of likes on it. And in the next 10 days, I did $10,000 in cash in my new business. And that was actually, I tell people in my other piece of content, that was the richest I've ever felt in my entire life. I was like, I remember calling my friends from college, like, I just made $10,000 in 10 days. I, I could not believe it. And it was because I leveraged my warm market. It was because I was able to go after people that already know, liked, and trusted me. And I was able to start there build up more experience, build some case studies and show that I knew what I was doing and then leverage those to go out to total strangers versus going out to total strangers who I had no idea who I was, who had no idea what I could do and trying to use them as quote unquote, my test subjects. And so what ended up happening was from that moment, my business started taking off and I started asking more friends and family. Then I, I would actually deliver results for these people. Then I would take those results and I would send those to other people that were in a decent local market. I'd say, Hey, I'm also from this area. Here's another agent that I worked with, or here's another chiropractor. I worked with in this area that also had similar experience or results. Are you interested in learning that? And so one by one, I started building my business and I took some of the money that I had. And once again, I invested $1,000 in the first course and I made $2,000 back within just about 90 days. Then I invested $5,000 into another coaching program and I made about $10,000 back in about 30 days. So I know at this point, if I keep on investing money, I'm going to, in myself or my business, I'm going to keep on making money back. Once again, that positive feedback loop. So I invest more, uh, more money back again into my first ever in-person mastermind. And I go to Atlanta, Georgia. And I am there with these people. And this was the first time I'd ever sat with somebody else who was doing exactly what I was doing. Everybody in my hometown, even though I was posting what I was doing online, they would either make fun of me for what I was doing. They thought I was like those cam boys that you see on sites that you shouldn't be going to. You know what I'm talking about if you're listening to this and you're a guy. Or they thought that you know I was scamming people or I was a fraud or something like that. And this was the first time at this in-person mastermind I could ever sit down and I could geek out with people. I could talk about click funnels and sales funnels and Facebook advertising and YouTube advertising. And I could talk about high ticket sales and advertising agencies and people, we were all getting high off of this stuff. We were all, all, all vibrating the same frequency and in addition to that, I was seeing people just like myself who once again were doing 50, 100. There was even a guy there that was doing $250,000 a month in his advertising agency. And I'm like, oh my God, this is real. I, I got to go more into this world. I just got to learn some more and implement some more. And at that mastermind, some of the things that I took away was number one, you got to build a client acquisition system for your business so that it brings in more appointments and more customers when you're not working. And that was the issue up to that point. I was doing all the lead generation. I was doing all the email. I was doing all the prospecting. 
And what I was able to do was hire a virtual assistant and in the Philippines, her name is Mel Jane. She's still with me three years later. She's probably listening to this. Hi, Mel Jane. Hope you're doing well. And I had her start doing outbound messages every single day. She was cold emailing real estate agents uh, across the entire country. In addition to that, the other thing that I learned was to niche down. I was still the general contractor. I was helping 10, 15 different niches do 30, 40 different things. And instead, all the guys that I knew that were doing over $100,000 a month in their business, they were helping one person and they were doing one thing for that person. So it was duplicatable and scalable. I went from helping all these different people to just helping real estate agents because that was the niche that I had. And then in addition to that, Uh, I went from doing social media posting, social media marketing, Facebook advertising, website development, blogs, walking their dogs to literally just doing a Facebook advertising lead form to a call center that would qualify the lead to the real estate agent. And that mastermind, those were the two main things that I got as far as the information is concerned. And the final thing that I'll just say is that I also met two of my best friends that mastermind I ended up moving with a year later to San Diego, which was the most incredible years of my life. It was like a business accelerator, all from that one in-person mastermind, all from investing in myself and betting on myself. And so within a few months of that mastermind that I went to, I was doing $100,000 a month in my advertising agency. And this was about a year and a half after I sat down with my dad and I told him, I don't think this law school thing is going to be for me. So I was now earning what a typical lawyer makes in a year, working 70, 80 hours a week. I was earning working four to maybe 10 hours a week for my computer. And it was here that I just lived the life of my dreams. I moved on to Medellin, Colombia. I lived there for six months. Uh, I moved to Spain. I lived there for a while. Alicante. I lived in Valencia. I went across Europe. I went across the United States before I finally settled in San Diego. And I'm literally living the four hour work week lifestyle. I'm working with just a salesperson, a virtual assistant and myself on my, on my advertising agency. We scaled it to hundreds of thousands of dollars a month. And it was the dream life. And it wasn't until probably late uh, 2019 that I realized, okay, I now know how to make money. I have the skill set to make money. The issue with how I'm making money right now, though, is I'm doing something that I'm not necessarily passionate about. I'm doing it doing something that is good for other people, but I don't wake up every single morning and I go, ah, man, I can't wait to run more ads for real estate agents for them to get more clients. And I think that people do it backwards. I think people first try to find the passionate and then they, the passionate thing they want to do, and then they go try to make money. But the issue with that was that I didn't know what I was passionate about and I didn't even know if I could make money from it. So, you know, when I talked to my girlfriend or my sister or my friends, like, I don't want, I want to find what's passionate. I said, look, my first business I started, I was... If you said, Ravi, are you passionate about Facebook ads for real estate agents? I would have said, hell no, I'm not passionate about that. But it pays the bills and it'll give, it affords me the lifestyle I want to live for me to be able to spend some time and money finding what I'm passionate about. And so what ended up happening was I started getting a little bit burnt out from the advertising agency, right? We're scaling, but at the same time we're scaling, my costs are going up because I'm into hiring people and I'm dealing with the real estate industry, which I'm not going to get into, but is uh, I think has a deep, deep issues with the way that it's marketed to the way that real estate agents are created, the way that they're pawned off. I won't go into all of it, but I was like putting a bandaid on a gaping wound inside the industry. So I wasn't being fulfilled or satisfied from it. I wasn't waking up every single day. I was excited. I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars a month as a guy in his twenties, but it wasn't for me. So what ended up happening was I actually met up with one of my buddies who the, one of the guys I met at the mastermind and he said, dude, when we both met at the mastermind together, we were both doing like five to $8,000 a month. 
Here you are a few months later doing over $100,000 a month. You're living in Columbia. You're living. How did you do it? And I was like, oh, I mean, it's pretty simple. I just built some standard operating procedures. I niched down. I, you know, got a virtual assistant. I built a client acquisition system. And, you know, I did all that stuff and I started making the money. And he's like, if I come see you in Columbia, will you show me how to do that? I'll pay you money and, uh, and I can implement myself. I was like, sure. Yeah, why not? So he flies down to Columbia and I built the entire system out from him in a few days. And like 30 days after that, the guy from goes from making a few thousand dollars a month to $30,000 plus a month. Now he runs a multiple eight figure company. And so he started referring business over to me of other people that also wanted to build systems and build client acquisition systems and, and scale their business and remove themselves from it. So just one by one, I'm getting these entrepreneurs that are either meeting me in Columbia or I'm doing coaching them virtually and I'm building, you know, cold email campaigns and SOPs and I'm getting the virtual assistance. And these guys would just be like, how much, how much is this? I'd say, I don't, I don't know, $4,000 or $5,000. Once again, I really didn't know what I was doing just like the original advertising agency. And they'd be like, okay, cool. Here you go. They, 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 they give me a credit card. They ACH me, they'd wire me the money. And this is when my brain starts kind of turning a little bit because here I am in my advertising agency doing something I don't absolutely love. And at the same time, I'm begging real estate agents to pay me $2,500 a month so that I could maybe make $800 a month in profit from that. And they'd be complaining, they'd be moaning, they'd be, this is wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. And that's in one business. And then here I am on the other side, working with people I absolutely love, established entrepreneurs who, who love what they do and want to scale their company. And here they are writing me $4,000, $5,000, $8,000 checks without even batting an eye, full pay, and they're excited that they're able to do it and they're excited to work with me and they're getting incredible results from it. So that's when I start going, maybe, maybe I should go a little bit more into this kind of building acquisition systems thing. And I still remember the day I was actually in New Jersey. I was in Jersey city speaking at an event for real estate agents. And I'm on stage speaking and the gentleman who is now my chief operating officer of my company, Raj, he actually posted inside this Facebook group with over 40,000 business owners in it. And I had worked with Raj in the past few weeks and he said, I had been stuck at $5,000 a month in my advertising agency for years. After working with Ruby in 14 days, I did my first $10,000 month. And I didn't know this was going on. He wasn't working for me at the time. He posted this in this Facebook group. I get off the stage at this event. I open up my phone and I have hundreds of messages from other business owners going, hey, can you do what you did to Raj to me? Can you, can you help me out with this? Can you do this for me? And that was when I said, okay, obviously I'm onto something over here. I'm organically getting people coming to me. And that's another lesson I want to give you is that if you're pushing really hard to sell what you have, you probably don't have product market fit. Once you have product market fit, once you find something that the, your market actually wants, it's super easy to sell. It. it really is. And so that was when I was like, you know what, this is another, I'm in a junction in my life, just like I was on the law, becoming a lawyer or starting my own business. Here I am again, going down the advertising route some more. I already know how to make money. That's not an issue or doing this new thing, which is working with business owners, building client acquisition systems for them, helping them scale their business. And I just decided, okay, if everything fails, I can just come back to the real estate advertising agency. Just like when I was leaving the law firm, I said, Hey, my law LSAT, my law school admission test score is good for five years. If everything fails, I can just go right back to law school. I decided to go all in on the company that is now called scaling with systems where we build profitable client acquisition systems for our clients. And now 
about a year and a half, two years after that fateful day in Jersey City, I was speaking on stage. We've helped over 2,000 six, seven, and eight figure business owners build systems inside their business so they can scale. I've worked with, you know, uh, Fortune 1000 CEOs. I've worked with celebrities from Shark Tank. I've worked with some incredible industry leaders and experts. If you're in the online world, you probably know a lot of the people that I've helped build the systems in their business for. And I've been incredibly fortunate. And now, I have a company that generates me around a million dollars a month while I'm able to live the life of my dreams. I Last year, I learned how to fly a plane. So now I'm a pilot. Then at the end of the year, I bought a plane. You know, I've been able to invest in other businesses. I've been able to invest in cryptocurrency. I've been able to take care of my family members, you know, travel the world even more. And it was all because I made that one decision a few years ago not to go to law school. So what is the what is the the reason behind this? What is the story? Like how do I wrap this up for you to be like what are some golden nuggets that I can take away from here? And hopefully you've enjoyed this episode so far. And just for future reference, we've already shot some additional episodes for you that I'm incredibly excited to drop out. Not all of them are going to be actually no more of them are going to be about my story, but I wanted to give you guys some context to understand of how I got to where I am today. We have a 30 plus person team. We're running an eight figure business, all remote. We don't have any offices. Everyone's working from their own computer and we're kind of changing the way a lot of people are doing business, both inside of our own business, our own industry, and we're helping other people do the exact same thing. So what are some lessons you can take away from this? I just want to wrap this up for you so you can be like, okay, I'm incredibly happy. I just gave Ravi, you know, 45 minutes of my time. Number one is that if you are, be aware of dogma, right? Dogma is that everybody is saying, this is how it is. Everybody, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Why? Oh, because it's always been like that. That, that, that is a dangerous mentality and mindset to be around. So you want to be careful when you're around people that are saying, oh, just go to law school, just go to business school, or, you know, oh, just go to college. Because most of the times, if you dig two or three layers deeper than that, then you'll probably realize that there's no real reason why that's the case. It's like when I hear people that say, oh, I'm going back to school again. Why? Oh, I don't know what I want to do yet. Well, how the f- does that make sense, right? How, how, what, what goes in there, okay? So number one is be aware of dogma. Number two is that, uh, you know, understand risk reward, port, uh, your risk reward profile. So for me, back when I was originally going law school or starting my business, if I decided not to go to law school and I started my business, the risk of me not going to law school was not that great, right? I would have pissed off a lot of people. So the um, the biggest risk was actually in my mind. It was the status risk that I was not going to be the successful lawyer. But that wasn't going to be like totally, you know, irrevocable. It wasn't like I couldn't ever change that. It was like, okay, maybe I might embarrass myself a little bit. But if I build this business that's online, I don't have any startup costs, then the risk is that I, I don't make any money from it. Maybe I lose a few thousand dollars. The reward is I get to create a business that fuels my lifestyle and fuels the dream that I want. And then that's exactly what happened. And then later on in my life, when I was deciding between, should I keep this advertising agency? Should I go all in in my company scaling with systems? Once again, what's the risk reward? Okay, if I if I say no to this multiple seven-figure company advertising agency, and I say yes to this this scaling with systems company, what is the risk involved? All right, I could lose a bunch of clients, obviously, and I, and this business goes down to zero. But I already know how to build a business. Not only have I built my business, I've built a bunch of my friends' businesses as well. So I could just probably do it again. Once again, it's not irrevocable. It's not like that's the end of the world. 
And so I decided to go all in on my, uh, on scaling with system, my other business. And I'm incredibly happy that I did. And the other lesson I want to give you as well is that I just gave you a 45 minute synopsis of the past three years of my life. And I probably gave you majority of the highlights. And the lesson I want you to take here is that there were a lot of fuck ups that I did along the way and no amount of masterminds, coaching programs, you know, mentors is going to keep you from messing up. The only thing that's going to happen is that you're going to keep yourself from messing up, which is the most dangerous thing that could happen because it was from my mistakes that I learned my lessons, right? It was from not telling any of my friends about what I was doing that I realized that, okay, just going out to total strangers is not the best way to launch a business. It was from working with 10 different business owners doing 10 different things that I realized that, okay, if I just do one thing over and over again, I'll be able to scale the business a lot more. And that's the next lesson I want to give you guys is that, you know, understand that it's not going to be always this highlight reel that we see on Instagram and YouTube and podcasts, and that there are real mistakes that cost me some real money in my life and maybe even some relationships as well. And finally, I just want to nail in your mind one more time that concept of a feedback loop, which is essentially the idea that when you do something, you should measure what happened when you did it. And then you should take stock of did you like that thing or not? And then you should either do it again, or you should adjust what you just did. So for me, when I was taking that course to start my first social media marketing agency, I didn't know if this was going to work. I didn't know if this was going to work. So I'm taking all this action, taking all this action. And finally, I got someone, the girl that I was talking to's dad to pay me $2,000. And that was the first feedback loop that I needed. And I just said, wow, I just did this thing. Not even really that well. And this guy just paid me $2,000. So then what should I do now? I should go and do this thing really well. So I get more people to pay me even more money. And that was the first positive feedback loop that I have. And then from there, it was all about creating feedback loops in other areas of my life. I created a feedback loop for my fitness, right? The, my diet, my sleep schedule. I created a feedback loop for my relationships. I created a feedback loop for my, my prospecting, my advertising platforms, my sales funnels conversions, all of these things I now take an action from measure the reaction, and then decide what to do next. Most people just do the first thing. They just take an action, but they never, ever spend some time to look at what that action caused. What were the effects of that action? And then should you continue doing this action? Yes or no. That's one of the main reasons why I stopped drinking. I stopped doing drugs. You know, it's one of the reasons why I wake up at 5 a.m. in the morning. It's one of the reasons why I go to bed at eight o'clock at night, like a grandpa, you know, at 27 years old. It's because of these feedback loops that I've created in, in my life. And so the question is, are you creating feedback loops in yours? So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the fastest way I could recap the past three years of my life going from working as a waiter, making $2,000 a month with absolutely no direction in my life to now being certain about what I'm doing, loving what I'm doing and being paid millions of dollars a year to do it. If you guys got value out of this video, once again, I'm going to bribe you to like, comment and subscribe on whatever channel or platform you are watching or listening to this on and then go to scalingwithsystems.com slash giveaway and you can enter your information there in order to be entered into getting thousands of dollars in cash prizes. We're going to be giving away merch. We're going to be giving away recordings, some of the course materials that I have, all for just doing those three little things like commenting and subscribing. So make sure you do that. Go to scalingwithsystems.com slash giveaway, enter in your information. We're going to choose the winner for that on March 1st, 2022. Thank you guys so much for lending me your ears and your eyes, and I will see you guys in the next episode.